Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Have a seat. Praise God, amen. Uh, it's going to be great for the next two weeks. So we really, uh, we really invest uh, when we bring people out. It's an investment. And, and so please plan to come and bless our speakers, amen, whatever you can. I mean, we're going to take care of it. We're going to invest our part as far as the church for you guys, to feed you guys, amen, through the evangelist Vince Margolis, our good friend, and then Pastor Noli, amen, uh, uh, that's going to come all the way from the Philippines here, amen. We, and we're making a, a fellowship and connections, and so I'm bringing them in. I'm investing. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing different sides to invest in you. Our, the speakers that we have lined up for the Well Conference, amen, are all an investment for your life. Somebody say my life. And so you guys matter and you guys are important to us. And so we, we don't mind spending or, or investing in you that you can grow. Amen. Me and my wife want to see you rooted. Amen. And growing up in Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to focus, uh, continue focusing on the family. And I'm here to let you know that families are important to God. Your family's important. Somebody say, my family. And the PCLV family is important to God. Us as a church coming together, meeting together, amen, and, build, and coming to be, be stronger together because families that stay together are stronger together. Can somebody say amen? Our home, say my home. Come on, our home should be our refuge. It should be a refuge. It should not be a place like, oh, I don't want to go home. <laughs> I don't know if you're saying, like, I don't, I don't want to go home, amen. You know, sometimes that, sh- that should not be our attitude. Our home should be our refuge, amen. It should be our, our safety place, amen. And so the definition of refuge is this, shelter or protection from danger or distress, a place that provides shelter or per- uh, protection. Another translation says, uh, or meaning says, sanctuary. Come on, our homes should feel like a sanctuary, just like it is right here. And so today I want to minister a message entitled, Get Your Family Rooted. Come on, somebody say, Rooted. Rooted. Come on, you got to get your family rooted. You know, it's okay that you need to get yourself rooted, but you need your family rooted. Come on, we can't just take off without our families. We can't just take off without, without our children. Amen. We, say I, we need to get our families rooted rooted. Amen. Our kids are starting school tomorrow, right? That right? Amen. And so we're going to pray for our kids after that. So I'm going to tell the ushers, amen, to bring them in and we're going to lay hands on them. Amen. And as they start a, a new school year at the end of the service, amen, we want our kids to get rooted. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we want our kids to stay strong and have a, a a peace of mind throughout the school year. We want the safety of our schools. Come on, we want, we want you to have peace when you release them to the schools. Amen. So we want to pray for our, our, our nation. We want to pray for our city. We want to pray for your kids. Amen. And then continue to pray for your kids throughout the year. Things are going to happen, church, but we cannot live like that. 
We should trust in our God. Somebody say, my God. Amen. To release and know that God's going to protect our kids. But we want to pray blessing over them. And, 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 and that we, as a family, must get rooted. I want you to turn to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17. And I'm going to read verses 7 through 8. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. And it's on the screen there. Amen. It says, bless it are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. They stay green, their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing. The Bible says that if we say I, come on, say I, if we trust in the Lord and make him our hope and our confidence, then we will be like a tree that's planted by the water with roots that grow deep. Somebody say deep. Somebody say rooted. Come on. It says in Matthew chapter 13, 21, but since, listen, but since they have no root, they won't last but a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Another translation says this, because they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Look what the message Bible says. The seed, the seed cast in the gravel is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But since there is no soil of character, so when the emotions wear off and the some of the difficulties arrive, there is, they, there is nothing to show for it. Come on. Here is showing, amen, that, that the word comes, comes, amen. And you and I can come on a Sunday morning just like today, amen. And the, we can come to the altar and we can shout it and we hear the word, amen. The word's being preached. And you guys can say, amen, preach it, pastor. And you're so excited and you leave. But then Monday rolls around. Come on. And all those emotions that you had on Sunday were off. And because you have no roots, you fall into your flesh. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. And so that's why it's so important for us, church, and this theme that has been so important for us as a value for the church in the foundation of what our belief is and our faith is in, church, that we have to be rooted. We must be rooted. Our families must be rooted or we will be blown away by, by anything that comes our way, church. Come on, you ever had a good Sunday and then had a bad Monday? Yep. <laughs> Come on, all of us, right? And sometimes those things are going to happen, church. I'm not going to say that you give your life to Jesus and live happily ever after. That, 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 is, that is not the truth. Amen. We all go through trials and storms, but we have to be rooted. And so when those things come, we're not led by emotion. We're led by the Spirit. Come on, somebody. And so that's where the roots come. And so here is saying, you must be rooted. Let's not be a person that hears the word and we respond all happy. And we're happy on a Sunday, but Monday, you know, it sucks. And we, we don't care about anybody and we, we forget about the word. Come on. So today I'm talking about rooting our family. And if we really want to bring the best out of our children, how many parents want to do that? 
I don't know about you, but I want the best for my kids. I want the best for my grandkids. I want the best for you guys. I, I consider you guys like my kids, amen. And, and man, me and, me and my wife have a lot of babies here, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But we, we consider you guys. We want the best for you guys, amen, hallelujah. And so we want the best. And if you really want to bring the best out of your kids, then we must make them our top priority. Parents, listen up. That includes all of us here. Come on, you are part, amen, whether you are a parent or not. We must invest in our kids. We must impart into our, our children that are in this place. In Luke chapter 18, 15, it says this. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place their hands on them. And when this, the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. In verse 16, it says this. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. See, Jesus here was bothered by the attitude of his own disciples here, amen. His disciples thought that the children, listen, were unworthy of the master's time. Come on. Children are important to Jesus, guys. And we as parents and we as a church need to let them know how important our kids are. Jesus welcomed them because little kids, listen, have the kind of faith and trust that is needed to enter the kingdom of God. Understand, church, that Jesus' ministry was always for the powerless and the innocent. His disciples were trying to drive away innocent kids away. And it was customary, listen, for parents to bring their children to a rabbi to bless them. Come on. We can bring the best out of our kids, church, by bringing them to Jesus. Come on, somebody. By bringing them to church, you bring the best out of your kids. One of the best gifts that you can give your kids is to raise them in a home knowing God and knowing his ways. Come on, somebody. Listen, if what you hear at, here at church is not reinforced at home, then you are turning them away from Jesus. And today we're going to see how we can bring the best in our kids and get rooted as a family. Can somebody say amen? amen. So today we're going to talk about the faith. Somebody say the faith. The faith. Say, say the faith. Faith. Come on, give a little attitude. The faith. Hallelujah. Come on, you got, you got some attitude sometimes, man. The faith. You know, when you go through a trial, I got faith. Hallelujah. You know, you, you, can't, you can't just say faith lightly. I mean, faith is a, is a fighting word. Faith is a, a believing word. Faith is a, a standing word. Faith is, brings hope inside. You got to say the faith. Somebody say the faith. faith. Amen. So first, listen. Hallelujah. I see Harris movie. Faith. That's what I want to see. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Victor's crazy. Hallelujah. That's what we got to do. Be crazy and radical for Jesus. So the first, amen, teach the faith. Say that with me. Teach the faith. Come on. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, amen, it says, Repeat them again and again to your children. Teach them the word, commands of God. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when they're getting up. You know, when Jaden was smaller, hi Jaden, 
All the way from California, just got here, amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, amen. But when Jaden was smaller, amen, I used to teach him the word. I, whenever he was in the car with me, amen, I, I taught him John 3.16, right? It was over and over. We'd say, you know, say it again. Say it again. And he would say that. And so as I moved on from John 3.16, we all know John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world. Okay, all right? And so then I taught them, I taught them something totally different, which you, some of you guys probably never taught your kids. I taught them uh, Romans 6.23. You know what Romans 6.23 is? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so I had him repeat that over and over. You know, I needed, low, I needed him to learn that when you sin, you got to pay a price. Not only did God come to save us, but also sin drives us away from him. So I taught him that, and he went over and over, and he would say it and say it over. And after I taught him that, and you still know that? No, because I just said it right now, huh? You just typed it in right now or wrote it down. I don't know. Amen. You still know it? Okay, I believe you. Amen. So I had him, I had him repeat it over and over. You know, the wages of sin is dead. The gift of God is eternal life. And he just kept on going like, ah, okay, the wages of sin is dead. And he, you know, he got tired of me, but I kept on pushing it. I want to make sure that he knows. But then I told him, what does it mean? So then I taught him what that meant. In Proverbs 22, 6, it says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. See, from the early age, we must be instilling faith into our children. Amen. This is not, listen, not going to happen by itself, church. The Bible says that we are all, say it, me. Come on, we are all born with a measure of faith. But that small measure, church, has to be watered in order for the roots to grow down deep. Amen? Listen, never make a mistake thinking they'll figure it out on their own. Amen? Or I'm going to leave it to the Sunday school teacher. That's their job. Amen? No, God tells that, that you, somebody say me, you are to teach them. God says, you are to train up your child. It is your responsibility, parents, that God gave you as parents. In the Old Testament, it says this, amen, that a generation, a whole generation, church, rose without knowing their God. A whole generation did not know God. The parents of that generation dropped the ball. There's a generation that's growing right now that are not instilling the word of God to our children. We're going to lose a generation, church. We have to do our job as parents. God commands us to pass the faith to our children by intentionally and consistently instructing them and teaching them. Someone say amen. Somebody say, I'll teach them. Second, Live the faith. You got to teach the faith. Live the faith. If you want to bring the best out of your kids, bring them to Christ by living the faith, by being an example of your actions. Come on. Do we do a good job of that sometimes? Come on. Do we see? We, we, we got to understand. We got to live the faith. Come on. We say we Christians. Then be Christians. Hallelujah. Come on. We say we be Christians on Sunday. Then Monday, we're like, ah, 
Come on, we're not, we're not demonstrating it right. You're, you're confusing your kids. If you're living the faith and you're, you're telling them this, and then when trials and storms hit your, storm, your life, amen, you fall apart. Guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to fall apart too. They're going to follow your example. So not only do you have to teach the faith, you have to live the faith. Somebody say live the faith. Galatians chapter, or not Galatians, Genesis chapter 18, verse 19 says this, For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he had promised. See, one of the great leaders of the early church was a name, a man by the name of Paul. In his writings, he revealed that he trained people to be solid Christians. And his method was pretty simple, church. Come on. He writes in 1 Corinthians 11.1, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Come on. It's pretty simple instructions. Amen. Follow me as I follow Christ. See, we have to set the example. We got to live the faith, amen. Listen, don't compare yourself. Listen, this is where we make mistakes. This is where you make mistakes. Don't compare yourself with other Christians. Compare yourself with Christ. Come on, somebody. He is the one that you're supposed to be following. Come on, if you're looking at a person, make sure that their conduct, listen, their lifestyle mimics Christ. Then follow that person as they follow Christ. I tell you, follow me. As I follow Christ. I ha- and if I say that, then guess what? I got to live the faith and I got to teach the faith. Come on, I, I got to gotta, display the actions of that. Come on, will I fall? Do I, do I fall short? Yes, we all fall short. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. Come on. But I try to do the best I can to set the example to follow. If I'm, doing, if I'm preaching one thing and then doing another thing, it's going to bring confusion to you, right? Right? Come on. So I, I, I got to watch what I say. I got to watch what I do. I got to watch wh- how I walk. I got to watch what I wear. I got to watch how my hair is. <laughs> it all counts, church. Come on. I can't be all tight jeans up here. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. Amen. I can't be out here all tight and think I'm whatever. I don't know. I know there's styles out there, but you got you to gotta dress appropriately. Come on. We're Christians. Come on. If I'm telling you one thing, I can't be watching X-rated movies and all this other junk, right? Come on. I can't be passing that to the kids. Hey, check out this movie, you know? Amen. Come on. You got to set. And that goes with your parents. You got to set the example because they're watching you just as you are watching me. And I say, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, if I'm doing something wrong, then that gives you the right to say, I can't follow you. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not walking the what you're preaching. Pastor, that, you said that was wrong, yet you're doing it. Then now there's, a, there's, there's, there's confusion. Come on, if you see anything confusion here, come on, either talk to me first to clear it, or you know what? Go find somewhere else. They said, man, this guy, whack. Oh, hallelujah. He's losing it. Amen. So if you come to church on a Sunday and you see a big old statue of me in the front, you better run. Hallelujah. (laughs) Pastor lost it. Hallelujah. Come on, get out. Get out. Because I just, it's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. So you got to ask yourself. Somebody say, ask. I'm going to ask me. Why don't you ask yourself, 
Is your conduct, your character, worthy to be imitated or followed? Come on. Come on. We like the honesty, but keep it to yourself. Come on. We don't want to look. <laughs> no, but it's true. We got to be honest too, right? 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 What he said right there, I need some help. That's what he's saying. We got to be honest too, right? Come on. His humility. I fall short. I need help. I'm not the perfect example. So we, this is things you got to do. Come on. Can you set the example for people to follow? Can you tell your kids, imitate me? Come on. Can you tell your kids that? Follow me, kids, as, as I follow Christ. Can you do that in your home? Or do you tell them, do as I say, not as I do? Come on. Parents, are you living out your faith, your Christ-likeness in your home, in your car, by yourself? Come on, somebody. Come on, we can lose it in our car. Come on. Come on, are you still being a Christian in your car, or is your car the safety ground that you can play whatever music you want to play? Whoa, come on now. Everybody's going to get quiet now. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. you got to understand. you got to live your faith in your comments, the things you say. Come on, you got to live your faith on the comments that you leave on Facebook that I see. Come on. I check, I'm on Facebook to check you out. I'm out to check your Facebook. Amen. Because you're, you're accountable to me. And so I, if you're talking wrong, that's not, that's not right. I don't respond to things. I don't respond to anything on Facebook that causes controversy or causes division. I just promote our church and I bring a good word. That is it, amen. But if you're making comments and you're not speaking the truth, amen, you got to watch yourself. Come on, you got to watch your actions because people are watching you. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says this, Fathers, fathers, I'm going to talk to some dads in this house. Do not provoke or frustrate your children by anger or by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the, discip uh, the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Come on, fathers, don't provoke your kids. Come on, I know I love picking on my kids, amen. This is a hard one for me, but you got to understand, don't provoke them by anger. Don't provoke them by actions of anger or rage, church. It says bring them up, discipline them, and instruct them in the ways of God. Listen, if we are not a very good example, come on, if we don't show our kids clearly how to live out our faith, church, guess what, amen, they think about you and your God. Come on, if you're preaching all this and then you're not living it, amen, they're going to think what you are, you're a big hypocrite. And they say, there is no God. Because it's not working for my mom and it's not working for my dad. Because they're preaching this, but I don't see it. Church, we, we, we got to watch what we do. And we got to invest to our children. You, parents, are the ones bringing up, this is the next generation. Let's not lose a generation because we say, you know, well, let them figure it out or they'll get to know who God is by their own time. Or what. No, it's your instruction. You teach, teach. You do it. And then you live out your faith and show them your God. 
My God knows. My kids know my God. Amen. They have seen the struggles. They have seen the, the, the overcoming that we had to face. Amen. They, they know the stories of our families and, and the bondages of our family that, that are in our family tree. Amen. And what God has done for us. Amen. We, we live out the faith. We, we don't give up. We, don't, we trust God. We, we, I, you know, we come to church even when we don't want to come to church. Come on. Been 21 years preaching the gospel. Been saved over 28 years, guys. Let me tell you, I have missed maybe five services out of those 28 years. Come on, but come on. I'm here when the church is open. I'm here, amen. Because this is where I need to be. This is where I can get rooted, amen, when those trials come our way that we can stand, amen, and say, this is our God. This is the God I serve, amen. He will come through. Yeah, we're going through a struggle. Yeah, financials are, are being hit, amen. But you know what? God is able. God is faithful. Come on, you got to root yourself and show that to your kids. Live the faith. Somebody say, live the faith. Next thing, answer the faith. Answer the faith. Kids naturally ask a lot of questions. Parents say amen. <laughs> My grandson, Jaden, when he was little, amen, he would come to me and say, Bapos, 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 Bapos. What? He would ask all kinds of questions. Why, 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 why? All this stuff. And like I said, that he used to. Now he's older, guess what? He knows everything. <laughs> but now I'm bringing him with, with me to the Bible study of Goldman and men's discipleship, and I'm bringing him, and now the questions are starting again. You've got to keep investing. Come on, you've got to answer the faith because kids are like a sponge. Come on. They'll soak up what you impart into them. Don't stop their, their natural curiosity by either being annoyed by them, by not asking or answering their questions. Come on, or putting off their questions. It doesn't matter how old they are. Start answering the faith. Start answering their questions. And answer it with the faith. My kids still come to me. My oldest still comes to me. Nick, Brandon, Sharice, they still all come to me. Amen. If you don't, they'll seek it somewhere else, church. If you don't answer them, they're going to seek it somewhere else. They're going to seek it through a worldwide view. Come on, the world will give them answers, church. Facebook would give them answers. Come on, all the media would give them answers that they're looking for. They're looking for those kind of people. We have to make some time, listen, church, to answer their questions, no matter what the questions are. Come on. My, my kids ask me about life. They'll, they'll ask me about just different things. You know, my sons ask me about cars and what to do with cars or relationships, amen, or, or God. And I had a nice trip, amen, a couple of weeks with my son, amen, spent some time with him driving up to, as I did this revival in Orange County, amen, and, and we just talked, and we talked about life, we talked about relationships, things that we didn't have time, and said, this, what are your, I even sat there in the car, what are your questions, son, what do you want to ask, dear old pops, 
And he asked me about my life. And he asked me about things and how I overcame things. And, and about my, 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 me and my, uh, my wife's relationship, our marriage. How, how was this when you were back? And I didn't see that. But what was that all about? And, and, and just different questions. And, and I answered them. And then I answered them with faith. Remember the promised land, church? Remember the promised land? Come on, after the nation of Israel crossed over into it, after they crossed over into the promised land, God instructed, listen, the people to set up a, a memorial with 12 large stones. Each stone was representing each of the tribes. And the stones that they got, they, these stones they got from the bottom of the dried up Jordan, amen, river, the river that they crossed over. And God gave them these instructions in the book of Joshua. In Joshua chapter 4, 21 to 24, it says this, then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers questions in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Why are these stones? Don't tell them, You know what? You're too young. Or, or I'll tell you later. Or I have no time for you. Or, come on. You ask too many questions. They said, No, no. Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until they all crossed over as the Lord your God did in the Red Sea, which he dried up until all have crossed over. Then all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that they may fear the Lord your God forever. So he says, you know what? This was the instructions as they went into the promised land. As we know the story, amen, God dries up the, the river by taking a step of faith, amen. They did, it didn't open up like the Red Sea, amen. Come on, yes, Moses put the staff down, but it wasn't opening up less this way on the Jordan. They had to take the priest to actually walk in faith into the waters, amen. And then it dried up. And he says, grab the, in the bottom of this, of the, of the sea here, the, uh, grab uh, of the, of this river, and grab uh, these stones to represent it and set it as a, as a memorial. And so when your kids uh, get old and they start asking you the questions, then you tell them what God did. Teach them. Don't, don't say, get away. No, you're too young. You want to understand. No, teach them. Like I said, they're sponges. They'll absorb all those things. They'll stand in faith. They'll believe in God. Parents, answer the faith. So you got to what? Teach the faith, live the faith, and answer the faith. Last one, esteem the faith. Esteem means to place high value, place worth, respect, and affection. We must teach our kids to place high value on the faith. Teach your kids to honor God and honor the ministry. Pass this down to your kids. Come on, childhood is the prime time, listen guys, to teach your kids the gospel. Come on, you sit down with your kids, amen. They'll, 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 if you taught them young, they'll always be hungry for the word of God. 
When you tell them stories, you get creative and, and you start teaching them Bible stories and teaching them Sam, about Samson and David and all these mighty warriors and teaching them of Deborah and all these women of God, amen, and, and Mary and Joseph and all these things. You start teaching them. It's really prime when they're young, amen, especially that middle group right there, that three to five. Come on, that is, they're soaking it up, amen. But even as babies, they're, they're soaking it up, amen. That way, as they get into the older class, they, they start to get a, a greater understanding. So as they become teenagers, now they're starting to live it, step into it, and now become it. Come on, somebody say amen. you got to teach your kids. It's the prime time when they're young, amen. They're more open to God than, than waiting till they're older. Try to reach for them when they're all lost and you never taught them God. It's, it's hard to come back. It's hard to, to get saved, amen. It's hard. You know, with me, I was always taught the Word of God in my home, amen. Even though I wandered off and did my things, but it was because of the Word of God that brought me back to God. But if they never knew God, it's hard for them, amen. That's why they struggle and, and they're beat up by the world, amen. And someone starts teaching them or preaching to them and they're being a little open because they're so, so broken. They want something, but they have nowhere to go. So they go to drugs. They go to alcohol. They go to all this other kind of stuff that's out there right now. They go into homosexuality. They go into transgender and all these things that are messing up our kids today. You've got to teach them. So when they fall into that, they know how to get out of it. I thank God that I was raised by a godly mother. My, my dad wasn't saved, but my mom, she was saved to the bone. Come on, she's still a praying mom right now today. She's still praying for me. She's still praying. He goes, tell, tell him, mijo, I'm praying for PCLV. There's a PCLV sign. <laughs> my mom is so crazy. Hallelujah. Mom, if you're seeing me, I'm, I'm just playing, amen. But you are crazy, amen. She is. She prays. She, she, always, she always thinks about you guys. Tell them I'm praying for PCLV. You know her. She even types up things on, on Facebook, amen. And, you know, love you, mijo, PCLV, prayer. <laughs> it's my mom, amen. But I thank God for a mom that raised me in the faith. You know, I did my thing, but I know where to, came, where to come back to. Teach them, church. Teach them. We think that the greatest harvest, listen, we think as the greatest harvest as a church is the fields that are out there. But listen, church, our greatest harvest lies within our own church with our children. Our kids are like sponges and they're ready. This is the harvest right here in those rooms. These are the harvests of our kids sitting here. That's the greatest harvest. Because if we don't reach them, then we lose a generation. I don't want to lose my kids to this world. Let's save them. Let's teach them. Come on, by teaching the faith, living the faith, answering the faith, and esteem the faith. Come on, somebody say amen. See, a lot of people want to shotgun preach. They want to join the worship team. They want to sing a song, amen. But very few, listen, very few people want to work with our kids. It's the truth. Come on. And that is the greatest harvest. Jesus says, bring all the little children. See, if Jesus was part of this church, he wouldn't be preaching every Sunday. He'd be with the kids. That's where he'd be. He, didn't want, he don't want a platform. 
He's not looking for this. That, that's where he, his heart is for the kids. That generation. Come on, that he would volunteer to sign up for the one ministry. He would be there teaching the kids. He'd be in the nursery. That's what he would do. And so we have to understand, you know, we, yes, we want to fill in these other roles, but let's not forget our kids. Every church lacks volunteers in children ministries. And maybe, just maybe, it's because we're not valuing the greatest harvest in the kingdom of God, our kids. That is the greatest harvest right there, church. Those are the next preachers and teachers and worshipers, that group over there. God will use this group, but that's the group that's going to, once we're gone, they're the ones that are going to take it. And so if we don't teach them, then we lose it. Place value on your children. They are important to God. They're important to God. Luke chapter 9, 47 to 48 says this. And Jesus took a, a little child and set him, set him by him and said, Whoever receives this little child of mine in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you will be great. The Message Bible puts it like this. They started arguing over which of them will be the most famous. And when Jesus realized how much this mattered to them, he brought a child to his side. He says, whoever accepts this child as if the child were me, accepts me, he said. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. You become great by accepting, not asserting, your spirit, not your size, that makes the difference. We've got to put value in our kids' church. We've got to live the faith. Somebody say, live the faith. We've got to teach the faith. Come on. You got to answer the faith and esteem the faith, which is a place high value on that. Your children, you have to place high value. That has to be rolled or modeled in your house. That's why one of the questions that I asked earlier can you tell your kids, follow me, imitate me? And if they did imitate you, what would they be like? How would they talk? What would they do? Come on. And see, if, if you're saying these are, oh, that's not right, then we're not doing a good job in an example. We're not, we're, not, we're not living the faith before them. And so that should bring something to your heart. It says, man, if God values the kids, then i got to do a better example, I live a better example, and being a better example for my kids. I need to live the faith. Amen? i got to teach the faith. So, come on, let them imitate you. If these questions here says, man, that no, I'm not leading, then let's start doing it now. Don't condemn yourself. Come on. Yeah, we fall short. We messed up. But it's never too late to turn it around. Right? You do what you need to do now. See, now that the word is out, listen, now that the word came forth, now you're accountable. Now you're accountable. You heard the word, now you're accountable. You can't say, well, I, no. You're not living the faith. You're not living the faith. What are you showing your kids? 
when you're doing this or doing that or, or, or living this way or saying this or cursing this way or doing something like that, you're being a bad example. God, forgive me. Say that with me. Forgive me, God. Forgive me. I need to do a better job. I need to, I, I, I'm, I'm, we got a, we got an important, important responsibility of raising this next generation. And even if they're older now, it's never too late to, I never stop teaching my kids. I don't care how old my son is. He's, he's going to be 39 this year. And I still, I'm still imparting. Well, 39 in, in September. Next month, hallelujah. 39, man. Pastor, you look 40 only. Thank you. <laughs> I heard somebody say that out there. But I still teach him. He still calls me Pops. Brandon calls me Pops. Cherise, they all call me Pops. Pops this, Pops that. What I do here, I got a question. Now my grandkids. Lene's the only one that says, she's the one with the questions. Papos, 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 papos. We teach them. You got to look at them with value. Don't, don't look at them as, you know what, they'll figure it out. They're, uh, they're just kids. No, no, no. God loves them. Teach them. Let them know they're important to God. You're born with a purpose. You're not an accident. You're not the prom baby. Don't feed them these stories. Oh, we found you on the doorstep. <laughs> Come on, we tell all kinds of stories to our kids. Oh, you're not ours. <laughs> we bought you at the, at the swap meet. You know, I don't, don't tell them stories like that. <laughs> we found you at Didi's, what'd you say? <laughs> no, there's no, there's no stork, you know, stork, stork. You know, <laughs> no bird brought you. You came out of mama, and you're my seed. <laughs> Tell them the truth. Love them. You're important. Are we ready for you? No, but God has a purpose for you. You're important. We love you. We're sorry for setting the bad example to you. This is not who the God I serve. He's a great God. I just fail as a man. I just fail as a woman. Tell them the truth. We're figuring this out together, but God is God. And you teach them that. And when you're teaching that, guess what? You start believing that for yourself. And now you start living with the way you need to live. And they start to follow you. I, I, I have no problem to tell my kids, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. I'll stand with confidence. I'm not perfect, but I can stand with confidence. You know what? I'm doing my best to set the example. And I am the first to say I'm sorry when I make a mistake. Because I've made mistakes and I've said sorry to my kids time and time and said, forgive me. That, that, that was not right. What I said there was not right. I, did, I, I set up on a bad example for you. Forgive me. And they appreciate that when, they, when I humble myself. And they say, we forgive you. They, they, they've never said, nah. Now suffer. Go sit in the corner. No. <laughs> they forgive me. Because I've set the example because I've forgiven them. Because God has forgiven all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I close today, ushers, can you go tell the kids to get them ready? And then as the kids come up, can you call them over to you? They can sit by you. And we're going to pray for them in just a bit.
It's really just the kids for they're going to class or going to school. We don't need babies, just the kids. Praying for our kids for school. They go to school too? Oh. <laughs> Come on, if we really want to bring out the best in our kids, amen, then we must make them top priority. Come on, they, they have to be our top harvest. And we're going to start praying by, over them for their new school year. We're going to start to pray that we make time with them by teaching them the faith, by living the faith, by answering the faith, and by placing high value in the faith. There's a quote from somebody that says, Faith is seeing the light in your heart when your eyes see darkness. Give your kids light. Give them the right start, church, so that their roots can grow deeply in Christ. I'm going to close with this, and then we're going to pray for our kids. Amen. In Psalms 78, verse 6, says this, that generation that, uh, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may be arise and declare them as their children, that they may set their hope on, in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Amen. Praise the Lord. We got our kids in here already. Thank you.